Welcome back to another episode of the Retail Therapy Podcast. Guys, today, this week, uh, Dylan is off. He is working, uh, but we still wanted to get an episode done. We have a very, very, very special guest on the podcast this week. We have uh, Jesus Ramos, who is the founder, creative director, the man behind the madness, behind uh, a new up-and-coming brand um, that I really like. Um, it's a brand that uh, I've grown to like over the past couple months, uh, and it's called Archivos. Um, Jesus, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing, bro? Thank you. Thank you. Good. Good. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. th- thanks for the uh, the intro. I wasn't uh, expecting that that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I found you, I think we've been, I don't know how long we've been talking. We've been talking for a little bit. Um, I saw your brand um, and I really, really liked the direction. Um, to me, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a mix of avant-garde, um, but with Western as well. Um, so, you know, first of all, before we get into the brand, um, which by the way, I'll have everything linked in the show notes below, um, give us a little bit of background about you. So are you based out of Los Angeles? Where are you based out of? Yeah. So I'm, I'm based out of, I'm based out of LA. I'm originally from, uh, from Texas, from Dallas. And uh, I moved out here about yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was born born and raised in Dallas, so. <laughs> nice. Um, so, so yeah, I I moved out here. So, I visited back in what was it? Maybe 2016. I came I came to check out the city, and I came to 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 watch Kobe play. I think it was pretty much his his last season. Rest in peace. And um, I mean, I've I've always uh, what was that? <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely, definitely the 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 greatest. Yeah. Well, to me. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I was I was out here, and I've always been into clothes, and so we were out here, and then once once I visited um L A, it was um, I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was kind of a, a breath of fresh air because mm. I was able to see see different things, and because I I guess I didn't really travel too much. And right. so once I came out to LA, I, I realized that that I wanted to, well, yeah, to to live out here. And so a couple years later, yeah, I moved out here, which was in 20, 2018. And then um, just doing random things to get by and this and that. But I mean, I I always wanted to do something with within the garment industry, but I just I just didn't know exactly how to start and mm. the direction I wanted to take. So I. I mean, it took me about what maybe a couple years to to get the ball rolling. It was around maybe twenty twenty nineteen when I just started working on samples, sample, 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 and then just narrowing it down what what pieces I wanted to make. Um, and then yeah, I mean, in in, in twenty twenty was when I November twenty twenty was when I launched the brand. So wow. that's that's kind of a, a kind of a quick backstory yeah. of of. A little bit of my journey. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I so I was born in San Francisco. Um, a lot, like most of my family, still in California. But I nice. did grow up in Texas. My mom moved to Texas, um, so I grew up in South Texas. Um, and I spent a lot of time going back and forth. Um, actually, one of my aunts in California moved to Dallas, so she's out in the suburbs over there. So I go there too. Um, but it's funny, like you started in Texas and okay. went to California, uh, and I started in California and went to Texas. You know. <laughs> 
Where where in uh where in South Texas? Where where what area? You're in? Um, I yeah, I grew up in I grew up in McAllen, so right on right on the border. Oh, okay, um, no, that's cool, man. That's badass. Yeah, man, it was cool. yeah, it was cool. It was cool, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a good childhood. I enjoyed it, and um, you know, that's where I kind of got my start into clothes down there too. And um, I'm glad that you were able to move on to LA, but I mean. Look, 2020, congratulations, 2023 now. I mean, you got a few years under your belt. Um, I know something that we talk a, a lot on the podcast in the past is the difficulties with starting a brand and how to even get started, the sampling process. Um, look, man, let, I mean, let's just, let's just be straight. Like, making clothes takes a lot of fucking time and it takes a lot of money, right? Definitely, yeah, um, definitely. So, you know... Did you originally teach yourself how to sew? Like, how did you even start? And what advice would you give somebody who wants to start? So in the, in the research that, that I did before I, before I decided to, to launch the brand, um, I was thinking, so what am I going to do? Because I, I, th- I think I pretty much did everything. So, so in Texas, so after the trip to L.A. back in 2016, what I did is... Um, Actually, I stayed out here one more week, and I was trying to get something something going. I was working on on mm. on trying to make some T-shirts, and uh, so I went to downtown LA. I found the fabric, this and that, and I went with. Uh, I found somebody. Uh, what I did was was I went to a um, to a a place where they fix machines, where they fix industrial sewing machines. And I just asked them. I said, mm. "Hey, do you do you recommend anybody that I could?" that I could possibly um, work with or that could help me produce something. And so they recommended somebody and, and, and um, I met him and everything. And he gave me the pricing for sampling this and that, and, and, and what was what he needed for me. And I just made some samples, but it, I, I just wasn't content with them. And so I, I had to go back to Texas. I took some fabric back out there. I met a lady um, that, that could, uh, that could make some t-shirts for me samples and I would just take her a reference of a T-shirt that I like, and she would sew it for me. And I I use different fabrics, this and that. And then I I did that for a while, and then kind of the dream kind of just 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 faded away a little bit. And then um, and then yeah, I mean I mean um, finally whenever whenever I moved out here, that was whenever I I started to do a little bit a little bit more research into it, and so something that that I could actually uh that I that I that I would say is if you don't know how to sew which is something that I mean I I don't know how to sew mm-hmm. um is to find a good uh seamster or seamstress or tailor someone that is obviously is 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 good at their craft and learn from them or try to the, the thing is communicating that that's always going to be key mm-hmm. um because sometimes it, it's it's very hard to to elaborate or communicate what you what you have in your head whenever maybe uh I'm not the greatest sketcher in the world um mm-hmm. so just 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 figuring out a way that 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 y'all can that y'all can uh kind of meet eye to eye in a way and and, and yeah bring something to life because that's that's always that's always the hardest part because I think I think the thing about this industry is is a lot of times people get discouraged because they'll make let's say two samples and and it doesn't come out how they want to and then they'll just give up cuz they realize that it's it's not as easy as 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 I guess as as um sometimes it's it's portrayed mm. um because I mean as as we all know whenever it comes to big brands 
um, they have a huge team. They have oh, they yeah. have oh, yeah. people with with a lot of expertise, and they have pattern makers. Uh, they have sewers, so it's it, they can create something in probably less than three to four hours, depending what it is. Yeah. When whenever someone tries to do it, you have to find a good seamster or seamstress. You have to find the fabric that you want. You have to um, sketch it out. Whatever it is, ho- however you're able to to try to um well show the show the person what you're trying to make yeah and then yeah so it's it's definitely harder so one thing that I, that I would recommend is 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 to find a a tailor or seamster seamstress that you can communicate well with and then and then start start from there i think that that would be a that that'd be number one for for me yeah man it's a, it's a good point it's a fair point um you know my my younger brother makes clothes and Communication is the one thing that he always says when he's working with people is the biggest, biggest issue that he sees as someone starting out as well. Like, you know, a, a lot of times, like, um, you know, seamstresses, tailors, whatever, they, they might not necessarily be, I might have the same fashion eye as you have, but they have the skill set. So, like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, explaining something like I want a really boxy tee, like it might not make sense in conventional terms to somebody who just focuses on tailoring and sewing. But once you get the idea communicated well, once that is conveyed in a way that makes sense, I think that removes a lot of friction. And it seems like in the fashion industry, especially when you're starting out, a lot of the friction actually is with those communication, with the with communication, it seems like that you know that's exactly what, what you're touching on yeah so because I, I i know also a lot of people um they do things overseas and that that's that's great and everything but i i feel that sometimes there will always be that that language barrier um because yeah i mean yeah. you can use google translate all you want but uh <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't it doesn't translate the way or, or they don't they don't get the message the right. way you you wish you wish they right. they they would um so i mean that's another thing here I, I i'm very i'm very hands on so for me to talk to someone face to face to 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 be able to show them exactly what it is and and give them measurements and measure it in front of them or they can explain to me no we can't do that because or we need to do this in order to do this or whatever it is it, it's it's uh it's it's a great it's a great learning process um yeah because i in in the beginning yeah. i mean i was lost i was lost i i didn't i didn't um i didn't know what i was doing they oh you need a pattern or you need you need a tech pack you need a uh, uh mm-hmm. various tech bro yeah that's that's what everyone says you need a tech pack <laughs> yeah the the um yeah i mean all all those things are very uh are are things that yeah that I'm 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 happy that I know now, but I mean I I knew I knew nothing about that in in the beginning, and so so yeah I mean just mm-hmm. just learning, just 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 doing it, just going out there and talking to people and and letting them tell you oh no well we can't do this okay let me go talk to somebody else so it's it's just it's just doing it more than anything. Absolutely, absolutely. So a couple years under your belt, but it seems like recently, man, you really hit the ball rolling with the brand and you've gotten some really nice pieces. Um, a couple of, uh, I think it was like last month on the podcast, I highlighted, um, the, um, the denim that y'all came out with honestly, one of the best pairs of jeans I fucking have, um, like just straight up, like 
I have Capital. I've had Saint Laurent. I've had a lot of different brands. I've had a lot of different jeans from Japanese to conventional luxury to Levi's. Like I have double RL. Your jeans were amazing. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you know, that a lot. <laughs> absolutely, man. Um, so what inspired this recent collection and like what, like how would you define the brand today? It's, I always I always have a little bit of, of trouble defining the brand. Um I, I think that I'm I'm still trying to find my my direction in a way. Um just because mm-hmm. I, I guess I don't I don't I don't wanna I don't want it to I guess define it in a way. Just oh that oh that Archivos just makes this or they're just known for this and, and that. I I always like to try something different. Um because I mean I had I hadn't done I hadn't done denim before. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I actually, I had, a, I had just, just some, I, I got a pair of some, some raw Levi's and I just, I just love the way that they were just, just breaking in. And so I yeah. decided to, well, yeah, just, just to make my own, just to, just to find some, some good selvage denim um, and just, just start working with it. Just, just, try different fits uh because i <laughs> when right. it comes to samples i think i have maybe at least maybe six or seven samples of denim um and i've i've done right. different things to them i've dyed them i've i've uh, washed them and um yeah i mean i narrowed it down to that one because i i really wanted i, I wanted someone to to get get that that pair of denim and just break it in themselves because i i, I love the way that it worked with with the levi's and so i said let me just let me just do that, and then um, I think I think uh, whoever wears them, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy how they're just breaking in and and forming to their body. And so, also one of the things is is I I do get somewhat of of uh, Western inspiration, just because well yeah I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. from Texas and and I was I was um, I was uh, raised in a, in a in a Mexican household, and my, and my dad wore boots, and and I would wear boots growing up, and so I I also wanted to make some denim that that could go well with with boots. So that that was the reason right. that I that I decided to also get into um, get into boot making. I went down to uh, to Leon to Leon Guanajuato last year. And, um, yeah, I just, I just, I guess it's the same way I, I learned how to do, uh, everything. I just, I just go out there and I just try to find someone that can help me and, and just talk to people. And, and I was able to find a bootmaker. And, and, um, the reason I chose to, to go to down to Leon is because, um, uh, big boot brands make their boots down there, such as, uh, uh bro, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have you have Luke Casey, you have Blackjack, you have Tony Lama that that makes boots down down there as well. And I mean these are these are heritage brands. And so Absolutely. I said, well, I mean if they're doing it down there, there's there's no reason why I shouldn't try to find a bootmaker and and uh do it myself. Um by the way, if you hear that noise in the back, as as the audience knows, I live in New York and the radiators in New York, yeah. make a lot of, they make like hella loud noises. So excuse the, excuse the noise in the back. But um, bro, you're right. Leon, 
Leon Mexico has, I mean, Lucchese, like my dad fucking wears Lucchese, like Tacovas, right? They all make boots in Leon. And, you know, it's a, it's a great place in Mexico for, for boots. And a lot, you're right. A lot of beautiful city, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, and a lot of, a lot of great, um, bootmakers are, are, are out there. Um, so I think it's, it's admirable that, that you decided to, you know, to make your boots out there. Um, but go, you know, going back to the denim for a second. So, you know, the way I describe them is, you know, they're, they're kind of slimmer on the thigh and then they have like a boot cut at the bottom. Uh, but they have like these really intricate, um, like overlock, I don't, maybe overlock isn't the right term, but like these layered stitching in the front and, um, they kind of, honestly, dude, they kind of remind me of like CCP a little bit. Like I'm getting some art, like I'm getting some like avant-garde brands influences in there. I'm also getting a lot of Western influences, um, which is cool because you're kind of bringing that style together, especially from Texas. Um, is 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 that like how you would say you personally dress yourself? Like, do you find inspiration from luxury brands um, or is it really just about like Western brands for you? So... So, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of Western. It's a little bit of uh, avant-garde. It's a little bit of vintage. Uh, I just like to take a little bit here, a little bit there, and, and then just just see where it takes me whenever I'm just I'm just creating because the whole thing is just just starting. But one, once I get the ball rolling, I, I, I make a sample. and Okay, let me change this or let me add this or, or let me let me not make it at all. Let me I'll, I'll go back to it. Right. So I, I think the, the inspiration comes from from a little bit of uh a little bit of everything and and it's more than anything it's just my my own interpretation of of what i would want a denim to be the jeans uh you know i've, I've absolutely loved them but you've also made hoodies um you also made shirts you also made like a camp collar shirt which was nice too all you know obviously unique fits um you know everything looks and feels like it has like this personable vintage touch to it which i really like uh, but going back to what we we're talking about, you made fucking boots, bro. And like, let's be real, like most brand, like like most brands of your size, are not venturing into fucking footwear because, dude. Okay, so so for example, um, Ray Mia, friend of the show, Ray. Uh, Ray obviously has Ore in New York. It's a pretty big brand. <laughs> when I visited his studio here in New York, he's like, bro, making making shoes, making boots is fucking hard. Um, never mind clothes. Like making clothes is hard enough. You're kind of a madman for doing it, man. Like, like walk me through that process. Why did you feel like you wanted to get into footwear so early on into the brand's life? It, I, I, just, I want, I want to do everything. I want to, I want to do uh, mm. everything. Whether it's luggage, whether it's uh, pieces for for women, it, it, it. I, I want to pretty much try a little bit of everything. And yeah, I mean, well, so yeah. I mean, the the main the main reason I decided to to do boots was just goes back to that I, I I grew up with them. My dad my dad loves wearing boots, and so I just said, yeah, I mean, why why, why can't I do it? it? It always starts with let me make a sample, let me let me try to make a sample because sometimes mm-hmm. it just stops at the sample at the sample step. I make it, I look, I've I've done it, I've, right. I've made jackets, I've made just whatever, just wallets random things and sometimes it just stops there i just eh, i, I right. want to do it but i'm just not happy with where it's at right now and let me move on to other things so so yeah i mean right. i i just i well i mean i own i don't know maybe eight pairs of cowboy boots and so it's it's something that i've yeah. always i've always been been intrigued by 
So I said, well, why not? Why not try to do it? Why not? So after doing a little bit of research, well, Leon, Leon is, is where, where, where to make boots or cowboy boots or any type of uh, uh, leather pieces. And so that's, that's the reason I chose to go down to Leon and visit Leon and, and, and find, find someone that could, that could help me do that. Which are part of the Mexican-American culture. It's also putting light to the Mexican-American culture because I think when people think cowboys, they don't think of Hispanics. And, you know, Hispanics are a big part of cowboy culture in a lot of ways, you know. And I think it's cool that you're paying respect to that, um, especially, you know, because that's that's part of who you are and your identity. Um, but in terms, of, in terms of what's next for the brand, you're mixing a lot of influences of, again, avant-garde, um, vintage, um, Western, as we said, um, it seems like the brand has gained a lot of traction in the past couple months, um, which I'm really happy for you because I know these things can, you know, making clothes is obviously really difficult. And it seems like, you know, you've kind of found your footing within this space and, and trying to grow the brand, but you know, what, what's next for you? Are you working on any projects right now? Or are you kind of taking a break now that you've gotten, you know, the recent collection under your belt? I, I am currently working on a um somewhat somewhat of a of a boxing inspired collection. Boxing, um, really? Because whenever I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um whenever whenever I moved out here, um obviously the first thing that I did was find somewhere to live. And the second thing I did was look for a boxing gym. And the reason I wanted a boxing gym is because, well, the, the, the boxing culture is huge out here. I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of the sport. I think it's a very, it's a very disciplined mm -hmm. sport. It, it, it's a very, it's a very selfish sport in a way. It's something that you just need to dedicate your life to. And, and I feel that that's, that's kind of how it is sometimes in the, in the, in the garment industry. Um, because if if you're not if you're not creating sometimes um sometimes you may fall a little bit behind and so that that's that's whenever you need to yeah well you need you need to find something that that'll that'll motivate you or inspire you and so i feel that there's 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 some type of um connection between 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 boxing and garments whenever it comes to how someone decides to dress to to fight I I get a lot of inspiration from from uh from from boxing and just just looking at how they used to dress back in the day whether it's uh Muhammad Ali or Sugar Ray Leonard or um Cesar Chavez just their 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 ring attire was was is always is always very 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 interesting because obviously what matters is is how they fight mm -hmm. and their technique and everything but they also they also love to look a certain way um, whether it's the headband or the robe or the boots or or yep. whatever it is that they're wearing, even even what it, even what they're wearing up to the fight, right. what they used to train, what they what they wear when when it's fight week. So I'm I'm getting a lot of inspiration from from boxing uh, and and the different eras as well. Whether it's the 50s, 60s, 70s, I'm going back and and looking at what they're what they what they were wearing at that time. Of course, I I'm, I'm making samples of shorts and and uh maybe a, a certain type of hoodie switching up the the cut of it and yeah. and um and different fabrics and so that that's something that i'm 
that I'm currently working on. Yeah, man, that's great. I mean, dude, again, boxing, huge for Hispanics, huge for Mexican-Americans. The sport is obviously a very disciplined one. Um, it's a sport that takes a lot of grit. Um, it's a sport that I think uh, Hispanic people resonate with, especially like the struggle and the grind specifically. Um, it just kind of translates well to the culture. And to be honest, man, like if we think about what a lot of like popular streetwear brands do, I mean, a lot of them like have their own interpretation of fucking boxing shorts. I mean, even like fucking Rick Owens, bro, has like, yeah. a, like boxing <laughs> shorts, right? Like, no, I mean, uh, I, I think, yeah, Rick Owens is probably number one when it comes to having an interpretation of a boxing shirt. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, and you see a lot of other brands, a lot of other streetwear brands dive into the boxing short silhouette, you know, kind of like the high rise. Um, and then you've even, you've even seen like brands do like a tactile version where it's like a high rise boxing, like, like, um, uh, what, what's a good example? Like, uh, one of the guys out of LA, what's his name? Uh, Jacob, who is Shakov? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like yeah. he has, uh, he kind has of, uh, like a like a more like a military utilitarian short. Yes, yes, but it has like that boxing s kind of silhouette, you know. Um, so I'm I'm actually really interested in what you end up doing with the collection. So um, that that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but like, what's one piece of advice that you would give somebody that you wish you had when you first started? Just finding someone that that can help you through the process. Just just ask questions. What what is a sample? What what is a tech pack? What 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 should I do? What 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 are minimums? This and yeah. that. And what fabric should I use? What's the shrinkage on it? Just 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 ask, and and maybe they'll give you the answer, or if not, just try it, and and then you you'll learn. You you'll you learn by doing. So just, Absolutely. yeah, the advice I would give is just, just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't think it's going to be easy. You'll be able to accomplish whatever you want to do as long as you don't give up and, and just have a positive mindset and, and just just get it done. Like, it's hard, man. Like, it, it's hard to stay mentally strong. Like, let's be real. It's not easy to try new things. It's not easy to take risks in life. It's not. I mean, we're creatures of habit. We're creatures of comfort. And I think it's important, you know, it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast the hardest part about starting this podcast was fucking starting. It wasn't everything else that Dylan and I have done since, you know, it was just fucking starting. And I think, you know, today on Instagram, uh, we teased that we're going to be working on a magazine. You know, Dylan and I have been talking about it for months. And today I was like, what the fuck am I waiting for, dude? Like I went to the library and I like worked on some spreads and I'm like, yo, this is coming together. And, um, the hardest part was not making the spreads it wasn't getting the images for the spreads. It wasn't putting it together, right? Because I, I learned. The hardest part was just fucking starting. It took me months to start, you know? And I feel like with a lot of things in life, whether it's making clothes, content creation, whatever, the hardest thing to do is to start. Um, and I think that advice would resonate with people. It's just, you know, don't be afraid to take risks. And if it doesn't work out, you know what? It's okay. You know, it's... it's you tried. Part. At least you tried absolutely i'd rather try than 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 not you know and i think that that's something that um is easy for people to forget but it's good to reassure people as well it's like you know it's okay if things don't work out it's okay if you try something and it didn't stick you just got to keep going you know um but um yeah man i'm i'm really 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 pumped with what you've been doing I, i've had a lot of fun watching you know the brand and and the stuff that you're going that you're doing and 
again, I will say to the audience, my favorite fucking pair of pants are from your brand. Um, so I guess this is a good segue, actually, into one of the last questions I wanted to ask you. And this is kind of a fun question outside of the brand is, like, what are you wearing these days? Like, what are some brands that you really fuck with? What are some stuff that you that you like to wear? Yeah, just give us a rundown of of what what you've been wearing, what you've been what you've been enjoying. I and this is this is actually something very very interesting. Um, that I mean, I don't know if if it's kind of a coincidence or whatever you may mm-hmm. want to call it. I I I always feel that creative directors or creatives behind brands dress so simply yeah <laughs> they, you'll see I, I guess this is an example you jw anderson i mm. think i saw him the other day he was wearing sweats uh some running shoes i think he was wearing maybe a black tee or, or a black uh crew neck of some sort mm-hmm. and just uh, a bomber um and i i just i find it very 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 cool how they they're making very intricate and and beautiful pieces and the way they dress is just so simple um so i mean i i guess i i i I like to dress dress very very simple in a way um you'll typically always just see me with maybe some some vintage 501s and a a black tee of some sort or um Today I think I'm wearing a um I'm wearing a a vintage Russell uh Raglan uh sweater. The classic. Um and then I also love I love vintage yeah, yeah, I love I love vintage um leather jackets, whether it's just a uh a zip up or a motorcycle jacket. Um Whenever it, and and also the 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 actually the the boots that I'm that I'm currently wearing are some uh, some Keen boots. The brand is Keen, and they're just some slip-on boots, but they're the most comfortable boots that that I that I that I probably have ever bought at a store. And um, yeah, people have asked me what what type of boots, and I mean they're just it's 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 a very it's a I I, I guess I would consider somewhat of an affordable pair of boots, but. Sometimes whenever you just find that 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 one piece, whether it's shoes or jacket or denim or whatever yeah. it is, and you just you just you just love to wear it, and I think that's that's where I'm at with these uh with these boots. Sometimes I I think there's a couple pictures of them on on my Instagram, just because the um so the, the leather the 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 I guess you would call it the patina of it. The, I mean, since I've been wearing them almost every day. They just they just look very very yeah. nice. I mean they they they're they I've I've been breaking them in very well and so um yeah that that's typically when it, and that's typically what 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 I what I wear and then um I also wear my own hoodies. I'll yeah, wear them yeah. here and there. Um if if I'm working on a sample, I'll throw right. one of those on and I think that's that's kind of the uh the best thing you can do. And then also my vintage boots. I think I have a couple, I have a couple uh vintage LaCasey mm-hmm. boots that I, that I throw on. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where, where, where I'm at when it comes to that. <laughs> no, it, it, dude, uh, that's funny. Cause I think Rick Owens, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, but 
um, he recently did like a house tour of his LA home or some bullshit. And, yeah, I saw it. And I, he I showed, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he showed their fucking his closet, and he had like <laughs> he had like nothing in his closet. And he's like, yeah, I just wore the same thing every day. Yeah, and yeah. It's like I was, in, bro. I was in the Rick o, I was in the Rick Owens store this week with my brother in New York. Right, my, my brother's in town visiting me, mm-hmm. and some of the most beautiful pieces on display, man. I love going to the Rick store in New York. It's like a fucking museum, right? Um. Like they always dress the the mannequins so well. Upstairs is where you'll find the ready to wear collection, and um, downstairs is where the footwear is at. Um, upstairs they had this. Rick made this fucking. It was like this woman's, um, like python puffer, <laughs> but but the way that that the jacket. Like, dude, I don't even know how to describe this fucking thing. Like, the way that the dra- the jacket like folded mm-hmm. looked like a snake that was bunched up. It was it was literally insane. I was like, this might be the most insane fucking piece I've ever seen. Like, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, making these crazy ass pieces, crazy ass furniture. You see his house. You see what he wears, and he wears like the same fucking shirt every day. It's insane. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's probably. One of the few that I mean, what's well, it's essentially kind of a tall tee. It's a it's a slim tall tee. What what he normally wears, and so mm-hmm. he. I right. mean, but he pulls it off. I mean, he he's he he knows Absolutely. he knows how to <laughs> how to design. He knows he knows what he's doing. Obviously, um, but yeah, Absolutely. like I said, it goes back to it goes back to I I I I love creating. I love doing this and and that, but what I wear and what I feel a lot of, a lot of creatives wear is something very simple. The, the clothes that I make or the clothes that, that other designers make is, is for other people to enjoy and to feel good and mm-hmm. to look good and feel confident. And, and that's, that's, that's the reason why, why, why I create more than anything. Bro, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. You did great, by the way. I mean, it was a great interview. Gave us some really good insight into the brand and what you do. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm going to have everything linked in the show notes. So if you're interested in buying something from this brand, which you 100% should to the audience, please support. Um, as I've said, I bought from a lot of brands ranging from, you know, I mean, look, fuck, I have like a pair of Uniqlo trousers I wear all the time, right? All the way to Saint Laurent. <laughs> and one thing that I always tell my homies is you're better off just supporting the smaller brands um, because they're making garments that I feel personally are equivalent, if not better than things uh, on the luxury market. And you know that that money is going directly to the creator. So um, please support the brand. Again, I'll have everything linked in the show notes. But Jesus, before we get out of here, bro, any shout outs, any last minute things that you want to say before we wrap it up? Uh, Thanks to you more than anything uh, for reaching out and, and, uh, accepting to to work with me, I mean that's something that I that I really really appreciate, especially since I I still feel that yeah. I'm 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 fairly fairly new and fairly small. Dude, anytime you want to come on the pod, let me know, man. I'm always fucking I'm always down <laughs> to drop it up. <laughs> Definitely, man. I, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was it was badass. It's, it's badass to talk with someone that that knows the industry a bit yeah. and, and knows what they're talking about and 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 wears different different uh garments and 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 has a passion for it as well so 
So, yeah, thank you. Well, to the audience, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Retail Therapy Podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, please enjoy this episode. Leave us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with another show. Again, I'll have everything linked in the show notes below. Jesus, thank you so much for coming on the pod. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace.